Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. This has to be, this has to have been the worst 48 to 72 hours. Uh, those two shootings, Dayton and El Paso, what a disgrace, what a tragedy, what an ass our president is. Uh, the whole thing's terrible. And it's only going to get worse before it gets better, unfortunately. Uh, so we're going to cover a little bit of that tonight. You'll hear what I think. You may agree. You may not agree. Uh, I'm a bit hot on it. I, I just think he caused it. Donald Trump caused what happened indirectly. He causes it by the way he talks, by his tweets and everything else, especially in El Paso. He encouraged what happened. But let me tell you where we're going tonight. We're going to El Paso. We're going to Dayton. We're going to China, Key West, New York City, London, North Korea, Kentucky, uh, Venezuela, Utah, Russia, the Philippines, and and Hiroshima. Couldn't even read my writing. Hiroshima. All right, let's start with Donald Trump. On Sunday, he said, this is before his talk Monday morning. I, I listened to him Sunday. I listened to him Monday morning. But uh, on Sunday, uh, here's what he had to say. It was just a brief, brief note. He said, and I quote, uh, hate has no place in our country, and we're going to take care of it. And I thought to myself, what bullshit, excuse the way I put it. Uh, here's the man who caused the hatred. And the hatred is what caused these people, especially in El Paso, to be shot at. And he says it has no place, and we're going to take care of it. And he knows it's going on. Hate, 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 because what comes out of his mouth is pure, unadulterated hatred. And then one of the things he said that aggravated the hell out of me is that shootings are part of, and I quote, a mental illness problem. Well, I don't buy it. I will say this. There are some people who are crazy that might go out and shoot some people up. But overall, that's not the problem. Uh, the problem is we got too many guns out there that are like, they're war. They're war guns. How, how can you kill 22 people or 20 people in a matter of nine seconds or something? Ridiculous. Uh, and he, he blames the, the, the mental illness problem. He also blames in this the, uh, what the hell is the videos? They're terrible, these videos. Look what they make people do. Uh, I did a little research on the video thing, and here's what I came up with. The experts, all of them, except for the ones who are directly retained by the gun manufacturers or the NRA, say that the videos have absolutely nothing to do with these shootings anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world, they're not connected at all. So what more can I tell you? Now, I want to talk about his talk very briefly Monday morning, yesterday morning. Let me start this way. I believe, and this is strong, that Trump has blood on his hands as a result of especially the El Paso shooting. Blood on his hands because he spews every time he opens his mouth or does a tweet, racism, hatred. And also, he supports white supremacy until yesterday morning. And he said he was against white supremacy, and we've got to get rid of it. It shouldn't exist. Uh, 
And he was lying through his teeth. He won't even remember it in three or four days and to say they're my friends. But anyhow, El Paso. El Paso supposedly is one of the nicest communities in the country. It's a quiet, peaceful town, uh, primarily Latinos. Uh, they, uh, they don't bother anyone. No one bothers them. They go to work. They come home. They socialize a little bit. They go to church on Sunday. Uh, they're not. And they all came from the south. They came across the border at some time through Mexico, either from Mexico or some other southern uh, country. And they're not rapists. They're not murderers. They're not drug dealers. They're none of the bad things that Trump keeps saying these people are that are coming across the border. Uh, and they're going to cause us trouble because they're invading us. Anyhow, uh, those people that got killed in El Paso, that is Donald Trump with blood on his hands. Note that the gentleman who did the killings, the man who did the killings, he drove to get there 10 hours, 600 miles, just to get to El Paso to do this. And if you listen, he, he wrote something. He wrote a memo or an epistle or something before he did the shootings. And if you compare that to some of Trump's sayings, they're word for word. The man copied Trump's words in certain instances, word for word. So he's the man that did the dirty deed, really, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a man who creates chaos every time he opens his mouth or does a tweet. He not only creates chaos in the United States, he has created chaos all over the world. He says something, he does something, he creates chaos, everybody gets discombobulated, and then he walks away when he realizes he can't accomplish what he wanted to do. Uh, and we, we have problems, not only in the United States. Look what he's done with our country. Look what he's done with regard to China, North Korea, Japan, uh, the entire European Union, uh, Canada, Mexico, Venezuela. There are more and more. He says something, he does something for a week or two, and then finds out that what he wants to do isn't correct, and he just drops it. I, for one, would like to know, I would like to know, where are, where's the invasion that came in? Remember two months ago? There were three sets of, of immigrants coming in. It was an invasion. Thousands of people. Uh, <clears throat> we never knew the actual number. Thousands are coming. And they're bringing with them disease. They're rapists. They're criminals. Drugs. And they've got to be stopped. And he sent the army down. 3,500, then 5,000, then 7,000, then 6,500. I don't know what the number is to this day. I want to know this. We haven't heard anything since he, he had his war over this. He spent about two weeks fighting over this issue. Got basically no place except a few extra dollars. Uh, I forget what the amount was, six, six million or something. That isn't going to build him a wall, six million dollars. But he's got that to play with. Where are the soldiers? Are they still there? I'd like to know. And if they're still there, what are they doing? They were putting a barbed wire fence initially. How much barbed wire fence can they put up? They're, they're, they're primarily south of California and so forth. They're not going 1,800 miles with barbed wire. Uh, and if the invasion ain't there and wasn't there, and they were there because there was going to be an invasion, where are they? Because understand this, American soldiers cannot shoot a gun within the boundaries of the United States. It's against the law. They can't do it. 
National Guard can, but we don't have National Guard troops there because most of the states that screw you, Trump, were not sending our National Guard to you. So he had to use the military, but they did not have the force and authority of their guns. Uh, so that's what I've got to say. Blood on his hands. He's a provocateur who creates chaos, and he's done it all over the world, and then he walks away. This is a bad man. This is an evil man, and God help us if he gets us in trouble. I worry about a war. I'm going to be honest. It's either going to come China or Iran. I suspect it will be Iran in the end if there is one. Moving on here now. I want to go again. He talked about the invasion, Trump, and he talked about the immigrants. Now, I don't know if you're aware, but I read this morning, this is interesting. He, Trump advertises on Facebook. He runs ads and so forth. He's just like he does tweets. He puts something like that with his picture on or a picture on uh, Facebook. And understand this also. Trump already has accumulated in excess of $100 million for the campaign, campaign contributions in large amounts from major corporations and the very rich. So he's really got a lot of money to begin with now. You know, it's what, a year and a half before the election. And since January, this is just interesting, that's all, since January, he has used the word invasion. In these Facebook, in this Facebook writing, since January, more than two thousand times, he has written about the invasion, quote unquote, that's coming from, for, you know, from from Mexico across our border into the United States of all these bad people, and he used that word in excess of two thousand times on Facebook since January. Also, this is interesting: the word immigrants. Now, this, why would immigrants be a bad word? I mean, my mother was an immigrant. My mother was born in Italy. Uh, But immigrants, he has spent, this article said, since March, he has spent one and a quarter million dollars on ads where he used the word immigrants. This guy has a one-track mind. Let's get to China a little bit here. Uh, China's got, and, and the United States have a problem here. We're in a real, excuse me, pissing match. Uh... This is the closest, from what I gather, this is the closest we have been to a war, or it's either them or Iran, China or Iran, since the end of World War II. Now, somebody's crazy here, and I don't think it's China, I don't think it's Iran. I think Donald Trump's a troublemaker, and he urinates on everybody, and he thinks they're going to take it. He doesn't realize they're going to urinate back, because that's the way it is in this world. And he's picking on the wrong people. Let's go to China right now. China, one of China's largest companies, if not the largest company, is Huawei, H-U-A-W-E-I. 320,000 employees in this Chinese corporation. They make iPhones and other electrical equipment, which they ship all over the world, including the United States. And uh, they need... They need, and they can only get this from the United States, they need Android updates. They don't, I don't know how they did this. The Chinese are supposed to be smart. They should be manufacturing their own Android updates. They don't. They buy them from manufacturers in the United States. However, because of the tariffs that were being imposed, Trump put Hawaii on the list, 
and said, you can't get your androids uh, from us anymore, from the United States. Well, Trump and President Xi of China sat down together at one of these international meetings where everyone was present. They probably went in the back room and sat down and talked for 15 minutes. And it seemed like at that time we were going to do business with each other and cut this bullshit. And to show good faith, I am assuming, Trump said, Hawaii's okay. We're not going to bother you with that. We'll, we'll set it for four months or something, and you can continue doing business that way, and I assume we're going to get this thing resolved in between now and four months. Well, it isn't resolved. It isn't going to be resolved. Trump keeps aggravating. He changed the deal when they, the Chinese thought they had a deal. They changed it the day before. You can't screw around with Asians. You can't screw around with Orientals, especially you can't screw around with China. They are not going to give one inch if they think they are right. They are not afraid of us. Trust me, my friends. Let me tell you something about China. Well, first, let me tell you what's going to happen in Hawaii. Trump told them they got to the end of the month to make an overall complete deal with the United States on the tariff situation, or he's increasing tariffs by 25% on $300 million or billion dollars worth of business. I forget what the number is. And uh, this is a big cross for everyone to bear, United States and China. And this would include, include Hawaii. The company says they cannot survive if they don't get those androids. They're in business for um, for another month or two, then they, they're broke. They're out of business. They can't do it without the androids. Uh, I'll tell you something. <laughs> a year from now, they'll be manufacturing them if they can keep the company going. They, they won't depend on the United States anymore. They may buy some initially, but they will not be placed in this position ever again. Now, it's going to cost them a lot of jobs, 320,000 employees. That's a lot. Just think, look at it this way. Suppose Amazon had to go out of business for some reason because it couldn't get something they needed from a foreign country. Amazon employs 556,000 people, okay? It's the second largest private employer in the United States. Can you imagine just like that they have to close their doors? Like Hawaii has to close their door by the end of this month if they can't get the Androids, the Android updates from the United States. Uh, we have a time problem here, China and the United States, on this Hawaii problem especially. It's like the sand, you know, in an hourglass, the sand is quietly but quickly slipping through the hourglass. The sand is slipping through the hourglass. Time is running out. Now, let me tell you, if we, you know, China's supposed to be the second most powerful nation in the world. We're the first most powerful. Well, no one's been tested. <laughs> it's been a long time since anyone's been tested in a major conflict. World War II. Uh, I don't know if China's number two. They could be number one now. Uh, they've come along industrially very well. We all know that. But they've also come along militarily. In the uh, last seven or eight years, they have spent money improving their military. They have made, created, new, in excess of $400, I mean 400 naval war vessels. They now have around 600. The United States has around 550. Most of ours are old. 
They go back to World War II. There are a number that are new, but nothing to compare to the new ones that China has. And China's new Navy fleet can shoot ballistic missiles just about any place in the world. It's conjecture. They might even be able to hit Washington or New York City. In the meantime, China's also gone out and built islands in, in the South China Sea. Islands in the water where there's no dirt, there's no sand beach or anything else before. They created artificial islands because they wanted airports. They wanted airfields for their war planes and also for military to be stationed. They have several of these now in the China Seas. Uh, So they haven't been sitting on their asses. Also, recognize we all know that China has the largest population in the world. So they have to have the greatest army, greatest number of persons in the army, more so than the United States. So I don't know. I don't know anymore how a war would work out. You know, we can talk with bravado. We can whip their asses. I don't know. And a lot of you don't know. Think about what I said. We don't know. And I don't want to find out, and you don't want to find out. Trump's got us, you know, in a bad position. He thinks China's going to capitulate. I'm telling you they're not. And this is a bad scenario, my friends. Don't know what is going to happen. I want to show you now or or explain to you or express myself on how this tariff war can affect even a small business. The Florida Keys, especially the Southern Keys and Key West, we don't have any industry. We don't have any factories. We are a tourist area. We depend on people coming here for their vacations and recreation. However, we do have some things that come out of the ocean that have become an industry for certain people, for the fishermen. We have spiny lobsters here. They're not like Maine lobsters. They look a little different. They taste a little different. I don't particularly like them. I will only eat Maine. I'm not being a snob, but I just don't like the flavor. It's different. But the Japanese do. They love spiny lobsters. And the only place you can get spiny lobsters from is the waters of southern Keys. Okay, that's it on the Atlantic side. That's where you get spiny lobsters. Uh, And here's what's happening. Uh, The Chinese government, because of the tariff war, told their purchasers, their purchasers in China, of Key West spiny lobsters not to buy any more because of the trade war with the United States. And I have to believe that the people in China will listen to their government for the obvious reasons. Buy no spiny lobsters from the United States. Now, you have to understand that 90% of the United States catch of spiny lobsters comes from Monroe County. We live in Monroe County. Monroe County is the Florida Keys. It's a $35 million a year industry in the Keys. That's a big industry for the Keys, $35 million a year industry. Fishermen are not going to make it this year. They're going to get hurt big time. The spiny lobster season, by the way, (coughs) excuse me, open today. It runs till March 31st next year. They aren't going to be selling many spiny lobsters. Uh, So there is a big time problem here, and I'm just telling you about it because it affects everyone big time small time and here the chinese are saying we ain't eating spiny lobsters this year that's it now robert de niro the movie star uh 
he goes on Saturday Night Live occasionally, and he's part of the Trump team. That, you know, they make fun of Trump, but he doesn't play Trump. I, I forget who he plays. I don't watch the show. I watched it once just to see him. And he does a good job. They all do a good job. It's funny. But anyhow, uh, he has been outspoken regarding Trump, and it's properly so. You know, he's a successful businessman. Uh, he can say what he wants. And he was on Stephen Colbert's show this past week, Stephen Colbert being the night has his nighttime television talk show, Robert De Niro and Stephen Colbert. And this is what Robert De Niro had to say about Donald Trump. He said, and I quote, he's a total loser, a total loser. He also said, and he's played a lot of mafia parts, he said he's like an unhappy Don uh, who didn't get what he wanted, and he's very disappointed. So he is, and I quote, a disappointed Don, which is not not a nice thing, apparently. He also said, and I quote, he's a dumbbell. Very simply, he's a dumbbell. But the thing that De Niro said that made the biggest impact on me, the biggest impact, and think about these words because they do ring true. He said, and I quote, even gangsters have morals. Even gangsters have morals. Not more morals. Even gangsters have morals. Does not speak well for our president. We have a problem in the United States that is now becoming an international problem. And I'm going to say it very bluntly. You know, we have a problem with defecation and urination on the streets of San Francisco and Los Angeles. People shit at will. And they're generally the homeless people, and they're doing it in the very affluent neighborhoods and not the poorer neighborhoods. And that's the way it should be, but they're saying up yours, I guess. And it's become very expensive. It smells, it stinks, and it costs money to clean up. These cities are paying six-figure money right now to personnel to clean up the crap every morning. Now, guess what? <laughs> it's, it's, it's on in Europe now, in London. They are defecating and urinating on the streets of London. Uh, and London has gone to putting signs up on every street, signs up on every street, very nice, very attractive signs. And here's what the signs say, and I quote, Welcome to London. Do not shit in the street. Welcome to London. Do not shit in the street. <coughs> now, North Korea. We were going to go to war with them two years ago. I mean, we were on the verge of war. Trump was speaking poorly of him. He was speaking poorly of Trump. It was up yours between the two of them. They were using bad words towards each other. And I'm saying, oh, my God, we're going. I wrote about it. I said, we're going to go to war with North Korea. This is absolutely stupid. Well, they became friends. Trump went over there. They started writing, talking to each other. Trump's seen them two or three times now. They're friends. Trump will tell you. He's my friend, Kim Jong-un. He also says they have a love affair going, that Kim Jong-un writes him love letters. He says this openly. He writes me love letters. That is the nature of the relationship. We're getting along very well, and we understand each other. Well, in the last three weeks, North Korea has tested four Intermediate ballistic missiles. They're new ones they made. And these are, these can carry nuclear warheads. They haven't put them on to test them. 
we're not they're not supposed to have nuclear weapons, but people think they probably made all these nuclear weapons in cave factories up in the mountains someplace. And I'm not exaggerating or kidding. But anyhow, they've tested these four. And Trump said about three or four months ago, look, nothing's happening between us. They stopped testing everything, and we're getting along. It's going to take a little while. We talk on the phone every now and then. It's a step at a time before he was going to do it all at one time, if you recall. Anyhow, whatever's going on, Kim Jong-un must have got upset because he shot out four ballistic missiles, tested them. What did Trump say? Trump said, they're only ballistic missiles. They don't count. They're nothing big. I'm not even concerned about them. What he really said, and here's what I think Donald Trump said, I can't worry about this right now. I can't have two major wars going on at the same time because I I could have a war with North Korea over this, and it looks like we might have a war with Iran, and they both will be major opponents, and we can't afford another war. Do you realize we have boots on the ground, military boots on the ground, not necessarily fighting every place, but we're engaged in some fashion or another in 18 different countries. 18 different countries. Look it up if you don't believe me. Someone questioned me once when I said it about six months ago. We're in 18 different countries, my friends. And uh, we can't afford a big war. We don't have the manpower. (laughs) We don't have the right equipment. (laughs) Uh, we made these F-35 planes. They're stealth planes. They're supposed to be the best in the world. Now we find out that China has developed a radar system that can identify the stealth plane. Stealth means you can't see it when it's flying over. I don't know how they do it, but you're not supposed to see it. These, these planes cost a lot of money, every one. And we've been selling them to a lot of people, our friends all over the world. And now we find out that China's got a system whereby... They can see the stealth plane. They can identify it. So these are worth nothing now, these F-35s. They're like any other fighter plane. So all all I'm saying here is Trump has put his tail between his legs with regard to North Korea for the time being. He's concerned about uh, Iran, only one major war at a time, and we could be in a war with Iran at some point. Thank you, Donald Trump. Now, where am I? Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. This guy's an idiot. But he is the majority leader of the United States Senate. He's been in the Senate 37 years. He should be majority leader. He's a powerful man. He's been, he doesn't do his job. As majority leader, he's supposed to control the legislation that goes through the Senate, et cetera, et cetera. But any piece of legislation that came through under Donald Trump and now comes through, I'm sorry, that came through under Obama and now comes through the Democratic House of Representatives since the first of the year, he doesn't put on the floor. He's supposed to put it on the floor for, for argument and then a vote. He just doesn't do it. And the rules say if he doesn't put it on the floor as majority leader, no one gets to entertain it. No one gets to talk about it. There's no action on it. His right legally. Okay? So where are we? So we're calling him uh, Moscow Mitch because he agrees with Trump on everything Trump does with, with Putin. And it's just hard to understand. 
On Sunday, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the uh, the firebrand, Democratic uh, woman, 27 years old, new congresswoman, youngest congresswoman, I think, in the history of the, of the United States Congress, a Democrat, put out a tweet, and it said, uh, McConnell, do something. You've had the bill on firearms to put in some safety factors. You've had several. Put one on the floor for a vote. You've had them for five months. McConnell didn't like this. McConnell didn't like this at all. Because within a matter of hours, a cutout, a photograph of a cutout, appeared on uh, on Facebook. And there was a bunch of young guys wearing T-shirts saying Team Mitch shirts. And they were groping, choking, and kissing her. Okay? Different pictures. I saw the kissing one. Uh, choking one, rather. He also uh, has has a, put out a campaign tweet uh, over the weekend, and it has. This came after the shooting, by the way. Both of these advertisements came after the shooting, and this one was. He was the Grim Reaper. He's happy to be called that. He had tombstones with names on them he shouldn't have. And there's more to this, but I have no time because my time's running out. Uh, I've written about this this week. I'll, I'll start with this next week, though. In the meantime, I do a blog every morning. Please read my blog. I have 60,000-plus subscribers reading my blog, keywestlu.com. If you enjoy the show, you will enjoy the blog. Uh, and, my friends, that's it for tonight. This is Louis Patron signing off till next week and saying thank you for joining me this evening.